Hi everyone, welcome back to How to Win the Dating Game. I'm Trudy Gilbert, known as Australia's Millionaire Matchmaker and also the director and founder of Elite Introductions, an exclusive dating agency for business owners and professionals. But today I'm here with my very good friend, Alina Rose. Say hi, Alina. Hello. How <laughs> fabulous to be here with you again. <laughs> it's great to be here with you. And today we're going to talk about the art of being sexy. That's right. Oh, I'm so excited. I love this topic. And look, for those of you that don't know Alina Rose, she is a master practitioner of NLP. She's a certified life and executive coach, as well as a student of Tantra, mm. which I'm very keen to hear more Lifelong. about. Lifelong, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Alina has a coaching program which focuses on empowering women with the use of archetypes to reignite their femininity and strengths from within. And look, we all know this can be a bit of a controversial topic with modern women today, and I thought it was definitely worth getting you in to talk more about this. So beautiful. Welcome, Alina. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And, you know, controversial topics are great to discuss uh, different viewpoints of where we sit and hopefully finding common ground and my wish is that something that people perhaps found foreign or offensive even or misunderstood can become something of an aid once understood better and sex femininity tantra polarity are some of those topics absolutely well let's let's talk about your workshop tell me elena what what prompted this course, it is predominantly women, correct? Yes, I like working with women. I understand the female psyche and dating problems and you know our relationship desires. Um, when I was just a generalist coach, I work with men and women, but through my own explorations and I guess terrible love luck, I sought out tools that extended beyond dating books, which were great. And when I came across tantra and polarity and sexual energy and how it informs so much of intimacy and connection and magnetism i thought oh my goodness my clients have to know this i have to create this for women who are struggling with modern day challenges and relationships feeling depleted so the art of being sexy is you know i think a really deep fun course with a playful name but i think they're really life-affirming tools for happiness and an introduction to, I guess, the world of Tantra and sacred sexuality and intimacy that everybody can do. You don't have to be a hippie. This is um, for modern, mainstream people, so to speak, couples, singles. Well, I'm keen to hear more about Tantra. I just wanted to mention that I've known you for about 15 years and my recollection of your love history over that time has been you know I've always remembered you being with wonderful loving men mm -hmm. so when you say that you struggled with your love journey tell us about that because to me that's really intriguing I want to know yeah. what you're referencing there you know it really felt like 10 years and all throughout my 20s the most familiar feeling in the world for me was a man going cold so Guys I liked um, always ended up going for my girlfriends. I could just never get the guy that I wanted. It was always kind of, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but the beta male that I connected with. And, you know, people told me I was pretty, I was smart, I was funny, but men just ran from me and the connection didn't click. And in hindsight, as I've learned, I was too much in my masculine energy. And so it created a very mateship vibe, uh, maybe a competitive vibe. And the women that I was passed over for, so to speak, were, I guess, 
softer and accommodating and allowing the men to be men. And, and, you know, that can sound like, well, who would want that? I don't want to be some submissive, you know, Stepford wife. But feminine energy is about just allowing the dance where the man can shine and the woman can shine without overpowering and dominating each other and so that was my issue like guys just didn't like me it was like a sex in the city series on repeat well that is so fascinating and how did you come to have an epiphany how Mm. was there a catalyst that actually made you think oh I have to change the way I do things yes well um I've always been an avid reader and whenever I've struggled, you know, fitting in at school or mentally with my confidence, my dad was into personal development books. And then so when the dating life needed some addressing, I came across The Rules, which... Oh, I remember that book. Yeah. I mean, again, very controversial (laughs) book. People criticize it for very archaic advice, but, you know, really... As a 25-year-old, I think when I first read it, it was about not chasing men. And that really resonated with me, like just not being so keen and desperate. And it's not about playing games. It's just about allowing the situation to breathe Mm. and also just holding yourself in higher esteem and just understanding those dynamics a bit better Mm. and not chasing something that's not right. Because it is a game. It is a dance. And there is a role that each gender plays Mm. And that's how it's been. That's the dating game. You know, men have a role, women have a role. And I think that if you're in those roles and you know what you're meant to be doing, that's when it's the most powerful and the most effective. Mm. Well, it's really interesting. When you speak about roles, they are definitely changing in our society because roles were determined by the expectations economically on men and women. But I think what really hooked me in when I started discovering Tantra actually is that it's an innate knowing in our bodies what to do. It's like the birds and the bees. Love is designed to work. It's the force of the universe. We're designed to get along. So maybe a lot of those roles that were established allow the natural energy of men and women that are actually coming from our hearts and from our loins to interplay in a way that allows us to bond and procreate. But now We've gotten very much into a very brain and head and mindset dominated dynamic. So the roles are getting skewed because we're saying, well, you can do and be anything all the time. And the roles can change and they can redefine as long as there's still that dance and polarity Mm. that's natural to your soul and your body. So I think that's when a lot of people get boggled. They go, oh, but the roles are outdated. And for a long time, women were oppressed. And I don't want to go back to the 1950s. But if you actually listen to your heart and your reproductive organs, your loins and that primal intelligence, listen to that to tell you what to do and what's more natural for you to be more proactive or passive in a relationship. And you'll fall into a natural dance then. Mm, Yeah, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Tell me, the clients that you see now, what are some of the main issues that they're facing? I mean, there are demands on the modern woman that make it hard for her to express her sexuality. What would you say to that? Wow. Well, my clients are intelligent, successful, beautiful. They're like the absolute alpha female. And it's a woman who has, it's twofold. For a long time, she's broken through patriarchal stereotypes she's made her own money she's made her own mark in let's make it mostly male dominated world no matter which industry you're in and so suddenly there is this 
predisposition to, hey, I've always made my own decisions and suddenly I have to consider and acquiesce to a man, that defense mechanism and that kind of sense of self-control can throw the baby out with the bathwater where there's no give and take in the relationship. And also what comes with um, success is experience and unfortunately heartbreak and trauma. So a lot of those women, like all of us, started off with like the innocence of softness and the, the naivete of youth. But a lot of my clients have been through a divorce, a painful separation. So that just further, I guess, locks their heart. And whilst outwardly they can present as very glamorous and feminine and beautiful hair and impeccable lashes, internally that intimacy is harder because there is the fear of surrendering because of fear of getting hurt and fear of losing everything you work so hard for. Why Why do you think that women feel that they have to be less feminine in order to be successful? Well, femininity, in Australia especially, I think like in Europe, maybe in Italy, with, you know, the stereotypes of like Monica Bellucci oh, and so forth. Oh, Monica. Uh, we don't have all that many great stereotypes or examples, rather, role models of soft power and strength in women. And when you think about femininity, even in my subconscious, this quite giggly, coquette, almost girly, manipulative, bimboish stereotype comes up. And when you're an educated, smart, accomplished woman and, you know, you're very at peace with who you are, you don't want to. It's almost like a perceived as an insult to your intelligence. So... I hope to be one of the voices for women that helps them re-educate and reset what feminine energy is so they can embody it in a way that's organic to their intelligence and their queen mode. Mm. And um, the giggliness is often not what I consider empowered divine feminine. I think you raise a really interesting point about what it is that you were raised as your stereotype of femininity. I mean, when I was growing up, I know that I looked to Grace Kelly mm -hmm. and Audrey Hepburn Beautiful. as two of my role models. Mm. And I just saw those women and thought, wow, that's I love their grace, their style, their composure. I thought they were amazing and still mm. do. Yeah. You know, I think, thankfully, the archetypes play on. So when I look at, you know, someone like Gigi Hadid, you know, she seems wholesome and feminine and beautiful. So there are some really interesting examples for, say, young women like Amiley Cyrus, who's seen as strong and sassy and awesome, but overly kind of sexualized and a bit aggressive, like, mm. oh, in your face. Mm. Um, you know, Billie Eilish as well, like, girls love her so much. Um, but, but, I mean, this is kind of for younger women. I go more for the women who are kind of like 35 and mm. over. Yeah, so who were some of your... My role models. Who were some of your role models? You know, I just love Queen Rania of Jordan. I just love a woman that has kind of class, grace, a lot of like philanthropy. She's a mother, she works and there's no like ego and there's just a softness to her. There's like a real dignity with which she serves her role and she's very much consort to her husband, but she's her own woman. Um, like Amal. Amal is like that as well because she's she knows who she is, even though people have referred to her in the past as, oh, I'm only, you know, she's George Clooney's part plus one. She didn't get overly bristled and defensive about it. But also a lot of media publications started saying, you know, 
human rights lawyer Amal Clooney and her husband George. So they, <laughs> so they really twisted it around without That's her cool. like overly fighting yeah. for and verbalizing. And that to me is an example of soft power. Mm. Just knowing your dignity, not being overly mm. vocal and overriding and you know diminishing your relationship with your man is less than, but just kind of glowing and staying in your lane. I, I think that it's a really, you know, as women, we hold a really powerful card that we can play, which is, you know, our femininity. It's it's a strength. It shouldn't be a weakness. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it really is a time where it's waking up more and more. Um, there are more examples of feminine leadership in the workplace and soft skills. And there is even um, a whole um, ebook which I haven't read, but it, it's like soft power, mm. which nations on a, a political Front, display soft power where they haven't you know had the bluster of weapons but just the diplomacy mm-hmm. and you know when we I think why soft power is so effective whether it's in the workplace or relationship is because at a very primal level our subconscious is still very much like a soft child and whilst we you know wear the big the high heels and the big pants suits inside we just need to be nurtured heard you know love connection belonging and so when you approach communication from heart and softness and that nurturing element. Mm. It really helps the individual shine and thrive. And I think that's the quality that um, women should and can allow in their relationships. And hopefully by the time your daughter grows up, it'll be such a natural quality across the board that we don't have to, as women, switch it off for the workplace and turn it on again in the home. It's so true. I mean, I've... I can recall specifically interviewing uh, a, a girl, a lady for the agency, mm-hmm. who was mid-30s, very attractive, very successful, stylish, fit, a great catch mm-hmm. on all scales. Mm. And as I sat and listened to her, something just didn't sit right. And I figured out what it was after about five minutes and I just said to myself, there's too much masculine energy going on here. Mm. She's too harsh. There's no flexibility. There's no mm. leniency. There's just, I want this. I want that. It's got to be like this, well like said. that, you know, and it was just, I found it too intense. Mm. And I thought, wow, I'm an open book. Like I'm, I'm no judgment here. I'm Switzerland. You know, I want to like everybody that comes to see me because, you know, I, I want to help as many people yeah. as I can. But I sat there thinking, I just think you're too full on and a man is not going to find that appealing Mm. because there's just so much harshness there it's such a shame that women today feel that they have to be that way yeah and I want to ask you how do you think that mindset is affecting their dating and romance success well it's such a great question because some I guess critics of this message may say well wait a minute there are plenty of men out there who are very dogmatic and my way or the highway you know what's wrong with the woman having an opinion well the thing that I found and why I, I predominantly work with women is whatever the woman does, the man follows. You know, men orbit around us. And so as women, we do have more wiring in the brain around communication. We are the custodians of love and beauty and charm in the relationship. Everything that a man does is really to impress a woman. The Taj Mahal was built to honor a woman. Wars have been started over women like Helen of Troy. So we have this incredible power. So the feminine energy, that softness, that compassionate flexibility has a way of molding a man and allowing him to become relationship and commitment focused. Masculine energy is very mission focused. 
And, you know, that's why they call it falling in love. That's a term very much for men because men just come across and they're doing their thing and they're working and whoa, I fall in love. Six weeks later, I'm engaged. Women don't fall in love. We strategize and we plan and we do our <laughs> Pinterest board and we dream since we're little girls. And it's like, that's, a, you know, for a lot of the time, that's really a golden life. And some of the most accomplished women that I see, they just want a, a fella, you know? So how this would affect a woman like that uh, or a woman who has that attitude or spirit in a relationship is that she'll be like that, the man will be like that and nobody will be able to find that cohesive language um, that allows insecurities to dispel. It's impossible to create emotional safety when you're disconnected from your own emotions and your empathy for the emotion of other. And unfortunately, by the way that we are wired, women are slightly better at doing that. And that's nothing to kind of bristle about, but something to embrace and honor. We both have our strengths in this dance. Mm, mm, that's very true. So the thing is, women aren't consciously realizing that they're doing this and they're in their masculine energy. It is so common across the board and we are so, I guess, like connected. We live in our heads that this is just normal and there is no one around the woman saying, oh, you're just too in your masculine or, you know, you're bossy or you're kind of strong and in such an intimidating way because probably all her girlfriends are the same and telling her, oh, you're so amazing and you're great and he was intimidated by you. Um, we don't have an active conversation around what feminine energy even is. So we are habituated to be that way. This is what's shown to us in society and Netflix shows that, you know, to be a woman is to, you know, take charge and be a boss babe. So the woman doesn't even hear that that's a problem or be aware that that may kind of create some form of repulsion or intimidation in a man. So secondly, I would say, when we go into like this overly controlling, very staying in our head way, it is a form of protection and trauma control. So, you know, this little girl that she once was that probably compromised her heart and compromised her needs and was hurt, somewhere in her subconscious to protect herself, her mind decided that that's never going to happen again. If she's going to succeed in this life, she's going to fend for herself. If it's to be, it's up to me and that she's the only one that can get her needs met. So when she's going out on this, um, you know, dating appointment with you, she is throwing out the list at you because to her ears, it probably sounds completely normal. Like, hey, well, this is what I want. What's wrong with that? I'm just asking for it. The issue with that is that love and intimacy is never built from a trauma response, an overly controlling response, an overly defensive response, because there's only the me and the I and the wounded kind of person that's driving those patterns. We also forget that we don't just have the mind, we have a heart. And we also have, I guess, our, our sexual organs, you know, as I call it, the primal intelligence that has to come in and drive our decisions. And those are the two centers, you know, our heart and our loins are what are, what are required for intimacy and love. And so if we're just in our heads, controlling, protecting, planning all day, then there is going to be no intimacy. There's going to be no charge and no connection. And I think the first step for women is to even realize that they're doing that and that there is an impact and to enlighten them to the fact that there is your feminine energy and it's not what you think it is and it's safe to be there and you're going to really 
flourish your personal relationships and your magnetism in a way that will actually give you the love that you want the only thing that's hurting you is not other people it's not the guys in your life it's being in this head this overly protective defensive mechanism that really doesn't let spontaneity and new experiences and the vulnerability of intimacy in women are saying but how 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 do i tap into that and that's the problem um you know it's just like i said the the examples of um how feminine power can look haven't really been presented to us too much and as i was saying before in pop culture um you know women are better and faster at everything than the men you know they use the sword better and they're stronger and they they outwit and outsmart and the men are kind of left as this kind of, you know, like bobbleheads left in the wake of this super heroines. But um, w- when you consider soft power, think about the example of someone like uh, the Duchess of Cambridge, you know, Kate Middleton, or um, I'm actually watching Billions at the moment. And mm-hmm. The character Wendy Rhodes has all these powerful tycoons wrapped around her finger. I mean, she's an incredible example of soft power. And it is intelligence and dignity and and grace and not raising your voice but the resonance of standing in your truth of knowing who you are of having an open heart of coming from love of coming from your center without needing to overcompensate with the defensiveness the control the kind of overt um, declarations that we are women to be respected etc so i think once women really do the work, and very often it is an unlearning and undoing and do the work to be in that true power and back in their feminine, in their, in their hearts, uh, those techniques that we use to peacock power and pantomime power, um, our own kind of sense of bluster fall away and all those defense mechanisms and this is what I want, this is what I need. I mean, I just see a scared little girl wanting to protect herself. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Alina. I love the image of a strong, genuine, powerful woman who knows who she is and she's being really true and honest and emotionally open. That, Mm. to me, is power. That is strength. Yeah. You know, but it's power, though, because it's very freaking scary to do. You're kind of on the other side of that. I almost want to flip the question on you and say, (laughs) you know, in your experience, I mean... A lot of my clients, when they come to me, they're like, but what is it? How do I do it? It feels like a unicorn or some magical energy to, hey, just be free in yourself, not be self-conscious, not be scared of getting hurt, speak your heart without consequence, give yourself permission to kind of be sexually and sensually liberated. That freaks most modern women out because we're taught that all that stuff is wrong and bad Mm. and will lead you to like be single or for men to slut shame you or think that you are crazy for you know, being overly emotional. I hear what you're saying. And I guess the only answer that I can give you is, is how it is for me, Please, which is that I've always felt that being true to myself and being present in the moment and being living passionately is the key. Mm. And I know that I give my clients advice on this one area and I'll say to them, for example, on a date, wear a dress wear a dress or a skirt, something Mm. that makes you feel feminine. I know that I feel more feminine when I wear certain things, like a dress that accentuates my hips 
and my mm. breasts and my waist and I have my hair out mm. and mm. I know that that just immediately transports me into a feminine energy yeah like channeling the goddess channeling yes. the archetype yes or, you know Audrey Hepburn correct or... <laughs> correct or you know I love or I'm a big Monica Bellucci fan or yes. Sophia Loren anyone yeah. who's and I and Andy loves you know Salma Hayek that's um fair that's enough. his uh favorite only yep. human yes <laughs> fair enough um, and so I, I start to play a role. Mm. I play a role that I can easily tap into because I like it. It feels it feels true and it feels it feels genuine for me. I know that I just said before it's about being being genuine, and being in the moment. But I I feel that that is me. I feel that resonates. I feel sexy when I feel feminine. Mm, isn't that beautiful? And I think you reconcile that beautifully well how can you be playing a role and also being really authentic and this is where i guess archetypes come in that exist in all of us you know we can all be a child we can all be a princess we can all be a joker oh we wear so many hats we wear so many hats so why not channel the highest uh archetypes or muses through your being and I know in my coaching, women who have initially been resistant to dressing up or getting out of their, you know, exercise gear, and within weeks of coaching, they proudly come to their session with a blow dry and new lingerie and a red lip, and they're so happy. They go, thank you so much for pushing and nudging me. Mm. It's the best thing I've ever done. No one's ever said, oh, I'm just going to go back to hiding it's an instant way to shift from one energy space to another. Yes. Is costume, is makeup, is hair. I mean, I even advise clients to do things like, you know, have a bath. Oh, yes. Before you're, you're going out on a date or go 100%. for a run, do yoga. Change perfume. Listen to some music, um, you know, have one drink, <laughs> you yep, know, yep. settle the nerves. Um, do something that will literally shift the space that you've been in all day, which is in that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I make a conscious effort to do that with, with Andy. You know, I we work together. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when it's, you know, work is over and we have date night, I go into the... Femme fatale mode. Yeah, I love that. It's like it's like you know Clark Kent and Superman. <laughs> you like come out of the phone booth. That's so great. And you know this is the the thing. Initially, anything that we, um, you know, that's good for us and we're resistant to ends up being so embraced. And another great one that women initially kind of are hesitant about, but it ends up being fabulous is receptivity and listening if i were to say what's the one thing that can encapsulate feminine energy for anybody immediately is that the feminine energy is about receiving so giving 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 it's like talking nurturing etc and listening and absorbing your environment and slowing down is receiving and where some of my clients who are very intelligent often go wrong and you might find this in feedback from your dates with your clients as well the woman shines on the date. She talks, and what I mean by that is she gives the man business advice, she talks about the deal she did at work, how fast she runs in her app, and she thinks that by going in there and being impressive and showcasing all her talents and skills, the man is going to go, wow, she runs, she you know trades stocks, she's investing in Bitcoin, she's got three master's degrees, what a, what a gal. But really, the man walks away and, you know, you probably know what he's going to think. He just goes like, oh, like I didn't get a word in and it's, it's overwhelming. And that's not to say that a woman shouldn't showcase, but my clients, you know, when they just listen and exchange and just slowly unravel and reveal that 
they feel so much more relaxed they enjoy the date more and why is she in essence showing off because she feels insecure so she feels she needs to sell herself that's exhausting that's the thing being in your masculine energy and control and always being so impressive is fucking exhausting <laughs> and to kind of just surrender sit back let out your hair enjoy a glass of wine and you know let the man tell you his story and just converse it's like ah it's feminine energy is this pleasurable antidote to a busy life and who doesn't want that yeah when you say it like that it makes you go yeah wow i i would want that you know if i'd had a hectic day i'd want someone who would just allow me to unwind and connect Mm. women that's the thing they go but i don't want to downplay my achievements you're not but as you're getting to know someone that organically reveals over time that's right that's we just just need to listen to each other there's a time and a place for everything and they're not impressed by that no they're not you don't have to throw all that in on the first date let it, let it drip feed through and then yeah. you know, they're constantly learning new things about you. Men fall in love with your energy and that's, you know, a lot of women are feeling like a bit insecure as they kind of get 35 and over and they think that, you know, men, especially divorced men, just want to date younger women. But young is an energy and feminine energy is just about how you feel and how you make someone feel. Feminine energy is about feeling young and light and playful and mm, you know love allowing that word, playful yeah. so important and when a man feels safe around you to relax to you know drop his armor that creates emotional safety which creates intimacy so a lot of women who are sexy and gorgeous enough and men sleep with them and the men may not call them back it's not because the man is a cat or a bastard or you're not worthy or not beautiful enough there was not enough emotional safety created for him to create that bond and get to know you more and at the end of the day we're just two little humans who inside are still only seven eight years old and we just <laughs> want to listen to each other we don't care about mm. that you got you know an a in your math test it's just helping each other feel good and safe and exploring the energy and that's all that dating is and that's why it's meant to work i love it i love it that's absolutely spot on so look i have to ask you your workshop is called the art of being sexy Can we please talk about some ways that you can help our listeners tap into their sexiness? What are, do you have some thoughts on how people can be sexier? Okay, well, this is something, there is a secret formula that I've devised. Oh. I do only teach it in the workshop, but because I just can't say no to you. (laughs) I'm going to share it with the listeners and if you follow the five S's of being sexy, you can just set yourself into that energy. What I love about the five S's is that let's say you don't have time to go home and have a bath or a shower, a spritz perfume before a date. You can use this realignment in the car before you go on your date or before you go home to your husband or so, okay, (laughs) without further ado, the five S's are the first S is stillness. Be serene. Um, the second one is soft. Imagine that your whole energy field is melting into a beautiful chocolate bubble bath. It's just ah, softened. And then the third S is slow. Take your time. Allow your movements to sort of wind down. Imagine that you are on a mental holiday. Drop the scarring of the day and slow down. And then the fourth S is smooth. Bring precision to your movements like a dancer. Remember that your 
body is an artwork and you move with an exceptional posture and style and grace just allow yourself the art of putting down your teacup and your you know the way that you sip your martini at the bar and then the fifth s is sweet sweetness light it up giggle pay compliment give a compliment back banter flirt just allow for that innocent delight you know this is not a job into your dentist appointment it's a date slow down enjoy and just have fun and allow the experience to be sweet even if you make a friend out of it even if you never see him again you're still going to have a sweet old time because feminine energy is about your attitude Oh, Alina, that's music to my ears. Oh. <laughs> I always talk about it not being a job interview and so many people approach it with this checklist. So heavy. It's too much. Just go. I just, you know, when I was dating, I just went to like enjoy the theatre or enjoy the meal or the coffee and, you know, the walk and it, and to meet friends. But it, because people, yeah, like the clock and this is the last day to go on mm. and that all that stuff and stress has a counter effect. The more that you chill out and be in your feminine energy and care less, the quicker you'll meet your soulmate and become magnetic. That's what the art of being sexy is really about. Oh, <laughs> it sure is. And it's about no expectation. It's mm. just being in the moment, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's, it's very much for being in the moment. But again, you know, million, billion dollar industries are dedicated to that because it's so hard for people. And, you know, what's... I think how you and I connected as well is if this is hard for you, if you're listening to this saying, like, I'd like to do it, but how do I do it? I've just been like this and wound up for a long time. Do the work. Come to one of my workshops, you know, check out my website, you know, listen to Trudy and your advice, read your book. It's okay to get help. I've done decades of courses and workshops and books, you know, to be better. And I'm an eternal student. You know, I did a whole seven year tantra apprenticeship just to, you know, get in my feminine energy and to, you know, get over my own stress and resistance. So that's why it's called the art of being sexy, because an art form takes, you know, years and hours to cultivate and be a master at. But doesn't our love life, our intimate life deserve that and nothing less? A hundred percent. It absolutely does. Alina, thank you so much for being here today. The advice that you've given and shared with us, I think our listeners are really going to benefit from. Uh, if you'd like to get more information from Alina uh, or even contact Alina, what's the best way for them to do that? Yes, so go to my website, alinarosemuse.com and just fill out the contact form and let's begin with having a conversation. Every solution I have is unique for every woman's situation. I have a relationship reboot session. If you're struggling about a guy, it's hot and cold. And then I have a really beautiful Diamond Codes program for if you're really ready to tap into the power of your feminine energy and transform your life. So just visit my website, fill out the form and we'll have a chat and go from there. Wonderful. Well, we will, of course, put the link in the description box onto the website. Thank you all for being with us today. If you would like more information about our courses, we actually have a great free course on our website, trudygilbert.com, which is all about how to create chemistry on a date. I think that you'll find that particularly interesting. And it goes hand in hand with what we've spoken about today, about being feminine and your energy. For some more advice and tips, Please subscribe to our podcast. Also, you can like us on Facebook and also follow us on Instagram. Please go to trudygilbert.com. Join us next week for some more insights, juicy stories, tips, advice on how to win the dating game.